Are we recording? recording. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, it's been a week, so everybody gird your loins. Hosh, <laughs> <laughs> Galdenews. I guess that was my welcome. To, that was Ashley, by the way. <laughs> to another, yes, and I'm Kristen, uh, to another episode of, I feel like we need to change the name of this podcast to like ranting about disease or something. I mean, dizzy could mean, I, I feel like dizzy is very appropriate that's because true. we are very confused lately. Uh-huh. We're, that's we're accurate. not dizzy in the fact of swooning. Right. Being, so. We're dizzy in the fact that, like, <laughs> we have so much whiplash from what this show has been doing to us. Yep. So, I mean. It works. Know, okay. It works. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, well, yeah. Before we start diving in. So, I didn't take real notes. Here, Here's what happened. Okay. So tell me what happened. We didn't get to watch live Saturday. Neither you or I. We both right. had to be at the same place. Mm-hmm. And... um. I watched that night mm. and I started a reaction thread as I usually do if I don't get to watch live. Okay. And about one hour in, <laughs> I said to myself, Kristen, you are not going to want to watch this train wreck again. Mm-hmm. So you better start taking notes instead. So I stopped my thread. I opened my notes app and continued taking notes for the rest of the episode. And I literally have the thread I made open as my notes for the first half of the episode. There you go. And even tell Ashley sent me a text yesterday, you guys. <laughs> and I just want to give a shout out to our sub angel because. Oh, my gosh. She was like, Kristen, <laughs> did you see the subtitle website? And I was like, no. I was busy. I like redid my office yesterday. So I was busy doing that. And so Ashley sent me the link. I clicked on it. And our poor angel baby subtitle uh, person, fairy, whatever you want to. Yeah. He, I felt so vindicated by his post because I was like, even he is sick of this. Like he literally was like, listen, I subbed the episode for you all. I'm I'm grossly paraphrasing, but. Mm-hmm. I subbed the I made the subtitle file, but I could not bring myself to watch this episode again because it's so soapy and it's so far disconnected from like what the show has was mm-hmm. that it just was unwatchable for me. So yep. he basically was saying like, sorry, the subs probably won't be quite as good because I just um, he basically just translated off of what the uh, subtitle file, the original subtitle file said. So it was just like translating from paper to paper rather in context, seeing things on the screen. Mm-hmm. And honest to goodness, shout out to him for even doing that. I would not have blamed him at all if he yeah. was like, I'm not subtitling this episode. Sorry. Like, you know. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So that made me feel better about my lack of desire to rewatch this episode. Um, yeah. I only watched yeah. it the once. Yeah. That's all. Mm-hmm. And I'm happy with that. That was but, sufficient for me. Yeah. It was – yeah, it was something. Um, well, but before, the, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. No, 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 no. no, no. no. I was going to get into it, so okay. you go. Well, <laughs> have you – this is not DZ related at all, except for maybe it. they share very poor PR skills in common with Celine. Uh, have you seen the whole Cap – not Captain Crunch, uh, Cinnamon Toast Crunch 
General Mills fiasco? No. Ashley, oh my gosh. <laughs> Listen, I'll link I'll link the post in our episode notes because it okay. is yeah, tell hilarious. Me. So this guy, I don't even remember his name now, but anyways, he posted on Twitter because he mm-hmm. found shrimp tails, it like shrimp tails, like in his bag of cinnamon toast crunch. <laughs> So, of course, he posted a photo and was like, hey, heads up, Cinnamon Toast Crunch, like, (laughs) this very, you know, foreign object that's also an allergen that could kill some people. Uh, Could be a really, yeah, severe allergen. Mm -hmm. And they're like, they they initially replied like, oh, my gosh, we're so sorry that happened. Like, DM us and we'll replace the box. And it's like, that's not what this is about. (laughs) That, okay, and there's this, I mean, it goes back and forth, back and forth. But- Essentially, they're like, well, upon further inspection of the photos by our experts, that's actually just clumps of brown sugar that didn't get properly broken up. Ashley, there's no, like, anyone would know Mm -hmm. that these are shrimp tails, okay? Mm -hmm. There's absolutely no way it's clumped up brown sugar. (laughs) Then he's also finding, like, little black things. Okay. Like, maybe droppings? Who knows? Like... Okay, some of it's like baked onto the cereal pieces. No. Okay. And this man has had a bowl of it already before oh, he like realizes gosh. stuff. Okay. These people are still like, we'll give you a voucher. Well, this like they're j- then they're like they're just instead of just saying like, yeah, we messed up. Now, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. I'm not blaming whoever the social media managers are because obviously someone above them is telling them how to handle this. Like, you know right. what I mean? so it goes on and on right because he's arguing with them like first of all you're trying to tell this is not the proper response you're gaslighting me by telling me i'm right basically that i'm crazy and that this is brown sugar when it is very clearly not brown sugar and then they're like well we'll have it tested we'll send you a prepaid envelope mail it to us and he's like oh so that you can like destroy it and say that it really was brown sugar and then i have no proof of that like sure i'll mail you one and i'm keeping the other one then then like these scientists and like crustacean experts and like all this stuff started co- joining the conversation on Twitter. Like, listen, I'll DNA test it for you. Like, we'll prove. like, I mean, just everyone getting involved. It's turned into this whole entire fiasco. Oh my god! When gosh. all General Mills needed to do, or Cinnamon Toast Crunch, whoever, right, was say like, "Oh my gosh, we are incredibly." Sorry to hear about this. Like, mm-hmm. you know, please send us info on where you bought it, blah, 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 so we can track which factory it came from, all this stuff. Because a lot of people were like, yeah, that what that looks like is that they probably had rodents. Like, because things like that do happen in food factories because rodents and bugs like food. Yeah. And it looks like that's all stuff that they've collected in their nest. Like, that they've brought back to – because then he found, like, a string. He found, like, all this other stuff. What the heck? But think about stuff that rodents gather and, like, bring to their nest. Just random stuff, well, right? Well, there's the terminology of the pack rat for a reason. Right. So what's likely is they probably made themselves at home in, like, a big bag of flour oh or something. You know what I mean? Like, one of the ingredients. But it's just turned into this whole ordeal. And now, like, the entire internet is involved. And – it is the most funny, but also gross and disgusting and horrible way. And I'm like, who's your PR manager, Celine? Because, like, 
this is terrible, terrible PR for your company. Like terrible. Honestly. Anyways, so I Brown was I sugar. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And Why cinnamon. do companies think people are just idiots? I, I mean. <laughs> Anyways, it just made me laugh because I was going through the – someone actually took, like, full-on screenshots and made a Facebook post so you can, like, okay. follow the conversations better. Because you know how on Twitter the threads will branch off and then you don't know which way to follow and how to keep up. Yeah, they can get so confusing. I saved the link on my Facebook, so I, I'll share it in the episode notes because oh my gosh. it's Fifty Shades of Crazy. It's, like, nuts. <laughs> that is insane. But it made me laugh, so. Yeah. Anyhow. So wow. I thought, well, we could use a laugh before we dive in. All of this craziness. Um, oh man. Yeah. Oh, on another happy note, though, um, Hyundai got flowers for a congratulations for her twenty million followers, and it was signed from our lovely, lovely listener and friend Sandra, another girl Haley, and myself. Mm-hmm. And it was so sweet because Sandra's the one who made all this happen. Like, she is the one who has the relationship with the flower shop over there, like, all this stuff. And then Hande wound up using it, like, in her Instagram stories as her, like, thanks for 20 million. Like, she was sitting oh in front gosh. of flowers that has our Twitter handle on a note in there somewhere. Like, it just, anyways, it just totally made my day. And I was like, Ashley, you're never going to believe what Sandra did. Like, this is so crazy. She made it happen. Um, Honestly, I am continue, continually floored by Sandra's generousness. I Her know. generosity. I know. Speak correctly, Ashley. <laughs> um, because that's just unbelievable. I know. And like she sent us magazines in the past and mm-hmm. stacks so, of magazines. So many things. Mm-hmm. So many things. And there's really no reason for people to do something like that like that, that's just out of the kindness of her own heart so i hope sandra really knows how much we appreciate yeah. her and love her because that's just i know that's she's just crazy that's she amazing is entirely one of a kind like and it's so funny because the way we even started like chatting was just a random dm she sent asking like hey do you know um, where I could get like where I could find like this information and I was just mm. like oh yeah on this website blah, blah blah and then like but it just kept like growing from there so I'm like right. I don't know how we got so lucky to have someone like you in our lives but I hope I get to hug you in person one day because oh yeah she's just one of the sweetest kindest like most generous people yeah ever and we never would have met her if it weren't for Sinchal Kapama so right anyway Sandra we love 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 and appreciate you very much so I wanted to make sure we said that um yeah I think that's all the happy though <laughs> uh, yeah you know what I was gonna say earlier was it started beautifully yes this, other other this. than the other than the weird out of place um patrick swayze jennifer gray oh, dirty dancing thing um yeah. which honestly if they were gonna do that they really should have just put it to that song to that like, music yeah it would have been yeah. it again this is absolutely nothing against honda and karen because just watching honda and karen do that it was adorable and right. uh, sweet and like great but right. in the context of the show, 
where even, she's like, where she like was like, what? Yeah. What are you doing? Well, and she's like, hang on for a, go stand over there for a surprise. And then I'm like, so he actually is, doesn't even know you're making a running leap towards him. <laughs> like in a huge gown that is obviously hard to move in. I was thinking like, I'm re- very glad that she jumped high enough and he caught her because <laughs> that could have been bad in a dress like that. Yeah, absolutely. She could have tripped. Like, he could. <laughs> I know. It's just so much. I'm so logical. I'm like, there's too many things that can go wrong. <laughs> well, and we don't know how many takes it took. So who knows? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, that that aside. Uh-huh. Anyway, sorry. Strong start. <laughs> yeah, it was a strong start. I was like really hopeful when I started it because I didn't watch any of it live. I only did my watch last night. So I was like, okay, this is really cute. Like they're, you you know, we get Ed Sarah back together mm-hmm. and minus the whole wedding being real thing. I, I felt a little bit like Edda, like I kind of kept forgetting about it, which was really nice. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the first, I think, 15 minutes or so mm-hmm. was mostly Ed Sarah. Well, yeah, because, you know, of course we have Denise and his... Basically, I paraphrased it into, I love you so much that I tricked you into marrying me, even though it's clear as day to anyone with one eighth of a brain that you are so eternally in love with Serkan and would do anything for him that I have no chance at all. Sure, yeah. I understand that logic. Like, you know, but at least he admitted his love right away and didn't try to still play it off. Like, oh, I don't know. There must have been a mistake. Like, you know what I mean? Well, and um, I did – I did also appreciate that he was just really embarrassed and was like, this was a really stupid choice for me to make Mm -hmm. at first Mm -hmm. until Snake Celine came in. Those two are the freaking worst because when she was finally ready to give up, he was like, no, Mm -hmm. I'm making this wedding real. And now he's ready to give up and she's like, "Uh uh-uh, drag your feet at least 24 hours so then she can't get married for 300 days or whatever it is. Yeah. They're like the ultimate toxic relationship. (sighs) They really are. Yeah. And so, and we'll get in, yeah, we'll get more into that at the end because, yeah. Anyways, I, yeah. A, a lot of my thread has like the, you know, the big eyed emoji that makes like the little like face, you know? Oh, yeah. I had so many of those because of the sweet stuff where he's telling her, I'll yeah. never forget you. I'll love you for the rest of my life and never leave you. I will always mm-hmm. be yours. Seni chok seviorum. Now, that on its own, loved it. Hated that, uh, you know, we covered this last week. Hated the way his memories came back. Like, I hated that there wasn't a love declaration to her before he got his memory back because that seemed to be the whole point of dragging us through all of this for the last two months. For so long, Um, yeah. Again, we were told that he fell back in love with her, but we weren't shown that he fell back in love with her. Uh, You know, but this on its own, him being like, yeah, I'm never leaving or forgetting you again. Like, yeah, you know, I, I could appreciate that moment in and of itself. Like, right. Um, well, and it's funny because it was an interesting thing. I felt like the, <laughs> I felt like production, uh, kind of gave a nod to the fact that him getting punched one time by her and actually getting knocked out didn't bring back his mm-hmm. memories, but some other guy punching him brought them back. Yeah. So it was funny because she was like, well, I punched you if you remember that. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, yeah, that is a little convenient, but whatever. Um, 
and then they they go back to his place and they're talking about home and getting a new house to start fresh and forget the past and move on together and and then i was like oh here we go because we get the first of our foreshadowing of Serkan talking about baby bolats mm-hmm. who Serkan who has never before been all that interested in starting a family yet right. even when he and Edda were together and things were good between the two of them. It wasn't like he was like Mr. Baby Crazy. He right. never has been that way. Right. You, and I mean, now, even in the episode where he thought she was pregnant, mm-hmm. I mean, like, it took him a while to warm up to that kid, you know? Right. Right. So it's – again, you know, I I honestly didn't feel – too strongly about that whole thing mm-hmm. about him wanting to start a family because he went through a traumatic experience right and maybe that changed his perspective and maybe he's ready for that now i think that's totally feasible um it just was so weird for me because it's like we went from this whole bubble of sweetness mm-hmm. and they're back together and they're saying these sweet words to each other and Sarkon especially you know, he's apologizing for hurting her. He's doing all these things. And then the whole rest of the episode, he was hot and cold and hot and cold. And I didn't know what was going on. What and is I was going like, are on? You, are we sure that his mm-hmm. memory is back? Because what? he's never acted this way to Edda while they were – Like, I, all I was thinking was of the final scene – between the two of them, before he leaves mm-hmm. and gets on that plane, he was smitten as a kitten could be. Yep. He he had all the hard eyes. Everything was about how much they loved each other. Edda, not that she could do no wrong, but practically. Mm-hmm. And now he is so annoyed by her. Oh, yeah. Just, and did, yeah, super annoyed back and forth. And I'm sitting here like, I – Okay. First of all, the fact that they're barely – like, even when they walked into work at one point, they're not even holding hands. Like, he – it just – I think he, – here's what I think the problem is. The the plot makers, whoever all that entails. Right, right. Whether that's writers in production, whether whoever that is, mm-hmm. clearly has only known Serkan as Amnesia Serkan. Right. And doesn't know how to write him any other way. Mm-hmm. So he's still being amnesia, Serkan, even though right. he supposedly has his memory back. Right. So again, they're telling us his memory is back, but they right. aren't actually showing us his memory is back, except Not for a all. few snippets where he, you know, is like, you know, welcome to your home when he when they get back home. And actually, even that bugged me because I was like, I was like, welcome to your home. What it actually means. Welcome to your home that I sullied by allowing Celine here. And also, you and I never actually lived here together, even though we supposedly did last episode. That Because that's just one of the many plot holes that we they've been making us act out lately. Yeah. Because it it was said that she stayed there and lived there while he was missing. Like, right. But they never actually lived there together. Right. She spent the night a few times. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. So that bugged me. And then, I am sorry – now that my memory is back, you have to deal with my corny jokes. In what world? I don't know. Has Serkan not, not this ever world. made corny jokes? I'm like, I, what? I when know. did that ever happen? And then the whole thing with her, with her smell being a thing. 
I'm yes. like, yes, and he's like, I cool. missed your smell, and I'm like, because that was you- ever a thing with, with the with the two of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Kristen's house is full of dogs right now, so they're all letting themselves be known. Um, yeah, because there are many things that were a thing between the two of them, and it's funny because. Obviously, if you guys have listened to us since season one, and if you're familiar at all with Urkenji Kush, Scent was a huge part of that whole plot line. Absolutely. Scent. That was a big part of their relationship, a big part of John's draw to her, and it was kind of a symbolic thing that threaded throughout the entire series. So, you know, that it's not that there's anything inherently wrong with a scent being part of the development of a relationship but at the same time it was never part of ed Sayre's relationship development no it so, was not until like a couple episodes ago or I-, I don't know at some point they just decided that <laughs> her scent was a thing and i guess now we're all just supposed to be like oh yeah that's right cool <laughs> yeah exactly like yeah, because I think it's it was only like last episode or an episode before where he says something to Angan about. Yes, her scent. I, yeah, so it was like, okay, again, they're telling us this has been a thing instead of like showing it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, listen, I know there were a lot of you who liked this episode because of the Ed Sarah moments, and I, mm-hmm. and I totally understand that. I personally, though, after the first couple, I couldn't even enjoy them, though. For That's me, how I felt. because they were so disjointed from the rest mm-hmm. of what was happening in the episode that it was like they were filming two different episodes and then just like shoved a couple pieces of them together. Like, right here, let's placate them, give them a cute Ed Sarah scene, but mm-hmm. then let's go back to this garbage plot we've been shoving down their throats for the last two months. Right. Like, right. Yeah. It just, it felt excuse me, very herky-jerky mm-hmm. when it came to the two of them. And I felt like – I was thinking, man, that's honestly kind of a, an accomplishment to these to get these two who have this incendiary chemistry together yep. Yep. <laughs> for me to not really feel connected to their relationship as it is on screen. Mm-hmm. Again, those first 15 minutes, I was like, awesome. This is great. We're headed, you know, in the right track. This is wonderful. And then the whole rest of the episode, I was just very confused. Mm-hmm. Same. Same. Yeah. And I didn't – I wanted at, – at the spot that I hit where I finally was like, yeah, that's it. I'm calling it. Mm-hmm. I turned the episode off and then I was like, I'm going to have to watch this for the podcast. So I might <laughs> as well just finish it. Like, yeah. so I did. Yeah. I just didn't finish threading because I was just done. Because – you know, I mean, when we get to that exact spot, I'll tell you. But well, you can go for it. I, we don't have to do this in order. Well, okay. So the exact spot was now. I gotta find it. When they were, when they thought they were hunting down um, Denise, and they are in that garage. I'm pretty sure that's where this was, and she first. It was a couple things that I finally was like, okay, I'm done. Because they're in that garage. They wind up getting, um, like, shut in there. Right. And Edda. Was it her reaction and him? Yeah, that. And then there was something right after. So I'm sorry. 
even when this man, quote, hated her in episode one, Mm -hmm. he grabbed her hands and breathed through a claustrophobic event, whatever you want to call it, episode Mm -hmm. with her. Mm -hmm. And then had her come sit with him for the rest of the plane ride instead of be his flight attendant because he was concerned about her. Mm -hmm. Yet this man who now supposedly loves her more than life itself Mm. is annoyed by Mm -hmm. the fact that she's feeling closed in in a space that has no windows and her claustrophobia is getting the better of her. Yeah. This man who when they were broken up and she was like not fully willing to give him another chance walked her into an elevator and helped her go up several flights and got her through that. Mm-hmm. Yep. But he's annoyed. This man who has treated her like crap for two months because he couldn't remember her mm-hmm. has no, like. And, again, and, and a man who, despite his memory loss, has dealt with almost an entire lifetime of his own mother struggling with mental health issues and not being able to leave the house, mm-hmm. who has always been incredibly empathetic towards her at the very least, who would really truly understand mm-hmm. the struggles of somebody who deals with a really uh, severe phobia yep. is being like, calm down. Uh-huh. Do you want a hug? I was yep. like, are we sure his, his memory is back? Mm-hmm. Because this is this is not tracking with the Serkan who he became mm-hmm. in the development of their relationship. Yep. J- and again, like you said, even at episode one, when he was Mr. Jerkface, Mr. Robot, all of that stuff, mm-hmm. he... I, she literally keyed his car and he still helped her through a claustrophobic mm-hmm. episode. Like, yeah. Yeah. I know. It's incredible. That's why I th- I'm i just like, I'm so confused. Yep. I'm so confused. And then after that, it does still upset. I believe she's bringing up the whole like Celine stuff. Mm-hmm. And what does he say? This is where I, this is what oh, I exactly man. tweeted. His quote. <laughs> I know exactly we, what you're going to say. We talked about this yesterday. Why are you bringing this up again? And I wrote this. This equals Edda's pain and suffering for months as she uh-huh. watched her soulmate choose another woman over and over and over again after he was assumed dead for two months before that, right before they were supposed to get married. Why are you bringing this up again? Who is this guy? This is like... This is like Revenge of the Body Snatchers or something because is. this is the epitome of hashtag not my Sercon. This is not anybody's Sercon. No. I don't know who Sercon this is. And and while we're on the subject, can we talk about how he, A, still wants Celine to work at the company. Oh, my gosh. Shares, and B, what, it tells her to apologize to Edda like somehow she hasn't done anything wrong and all that she has to do is apologize to Edda and everything will be okay. Well, and then when she tells him she's going to leave and he's like, no, you don't have to leave. You need to stay oh, and work here. Oh, my gosh. Why? In what world would the man who in episode 20 mm-hmm. ate her alive very clearly explaining to her that he has never loved her and only loves Edda – and doesn't would, ever want to see her face again. Yep. Out of anything other than – because at the time she still worked for – like, right, unless it's right, work-related, right. I don't want to talk to you. But now that she's even taken this a step further, mm-hmm. you are asking her to stay mm-hmm. after you know 
and he's being incredibly insistent too Yes, and she's like, of, I'm leaving, I'm mm-hmm. leaving, I'm leaving. And he's like, no, you're not. No, you're staying. And you're keeping your is, shares. He knows what she did because the first thing he says on the phone to her why is, did you do it? why did you do this? So he knows she manipulated him. Mm-hmm. He knows that she lied to him about who Edda really was to mm-hmm. him and what their relationship was, that it wasn't based on this lie or him just being stupid or her tricking or manipulating him, yep. that they really were in love and he became – a better version of himself, not someone entirely different. Yeah. All this stuff. So that implies he knows that. Yet he still wants this woman around. Like, yeah. It, as though, and I'm sorry, like he, this is the man who was willing to do anything for Edda. Like mm-hmm. he was willing to give up his entire company. So you really truly think he, I mean, he fired Balja over the fact that she just didn't do anything about, she didn't even poison them. She I had mean, nothing to do with the poisoning. Balja on the, just – On the spectrum of wrongs, what Balja did was like nothing. an insult. Yes. Nothing. To where what Celine has done in the scope of the show, it's like she murdered someone. Like yes. the, That's the difference between the mm-hmm. level of how they have wronged yep. Ed Sare collectively and Yet Balja was that- fired and Celine is being asked to stay. Like and and when when Edda comes in and and gets a text from Celine because I guess she decided to text her an apology whatever um, and is clearly irritated by it and is like why would she even do this mm-hmm. I don't want her apology and then Sarah Khan is acting like Edda is being unreasonable yeah, like she's the one in the wrong yes I it. it I like, know it boggles the mind. My thing is like, okay, have we have we pissed off production so much as a fandom mm. that they're just like, well, you already hate us, so instead of actually trying to fix any of this, we just want to keep pissing you off as much as we can. That's honestly the only logic, and it's not logical, but it's the only right. logical explanation I can think of because for any of it in. Nobody with a shred of common sense would have a man who has been – who basically was held captive for two months mm-hmm. before coming back home, who could have spent that time being a good friend to him and telling him all about this great love he found. Yep. Dis- you know what I mean? Like, this could yeah. have been a whole redemption Yep. and, you know, all this stuff to bring her to then bring him back and then introduce him to that love with all this correct information in his head that mm-hmm. he could try to sort out there still could have been all kinds of angst with that you know what yep. i mean like yeah him absolutely. trying to figure that out or or him trying to be like okay i felt this way but that's so weird because i can't even i can't even like ju- i can't even what's the word i'm looking for I can't rectify that in my head, like, because mm. this just doesn't sound like me, but right. someone I've known my whole life and all these other people are telling me that, like, there, you know, I mean, we could rehash that. We, I won't keep rehashing that, but, like, right. regardless, that's not what she did. And Sarah Khan, actual Sarah Khan, not this mm-hmm. body-snatched version of him, would have been so livid. Oh, my gosh. And here's the thing. I totally I, – I excuse and totally understand all of the – phone and text conversations because B-Gay was out of town at her father's oh, funeral. Oh, totally. So, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fine. But Sarah Khan 
could have still been screaming into a phone and telling her yeah. what a terrible, awful we, human being she was and that he never thoroughly, wants to see her again. We thoroughly detailed the many ways <laughs> they could have destroyed Celine without her actually having to be on screen. Mm-hmm. There were a multitude of ways yeah. for Serkan to get his comeuppance and to be like, you know, basically that I didn't have time to deal with you before mm-hmm. and now we're going to deal with this because yeah. you screwed up and you abused me, you manipulated me, you did all of these things and you really ruined hold her Edda's life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One, he even said like, you literally tried to steal my life with Edda, but also please keep working here with me I, it and just, keep your shares. It's so what confusing. is that? Like that is not... No, Sarah I know. would never, would never, would never. Yeah, yeah. So it's just, that is the exactly the kind of stuff that it, I was like, what is even going on? What is even going on? I know. And you, wouldn't you think, <laughs> you know, they, they put up that timer and I was like, oh, here we go. Oh my gosh. That <laughs> was so like, I'm sorry. Was that supposed to be the comedic aspect of this rom-com? I assumed it was supposed to up the stakes for us as the viewer of like, here's how much time they have. I literally and- could not have cared less about the timer or how much time they had left. Like yeah. I could not have cared less about that. So as soon as they put up that timer, you know, Serkan, who supposedly now remembers everything mm-hmm. about Edda and wants to spend the rest of his life with Edda and is a very dedicated man to mm-hmm. loving this woman. Mm-hmm. Those are all the things we can kind of um, assume about Serkan now that he has earned his memory back, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But – he doesn't seem all that stressed or rushed to get her unmarried to mm-hmm. Denise. Mm-hmm. He just like, seems It'll- perfectly chill mm-hmm. and is like, everything's going to work out. Saki no. Saki no. Saki no. I am I so like, sick. <laughs> I am so sick of that. Like, I, I, I know I tweeted it at some point. Like, I'm going to need everyone to freaking stop telling her that especially him though because the fact yeah here it is i wrote i'm gonna need people to stop telling ada to sock you know because she has every right to be stressed and upset since episode 29 so they all just need to seuss especially sarkon like yeah this my man- note was sock you know, stop saying that or i'll socking you in your <laughs> dumb face yeah because it's like he has to stop he has to stop saying that. well and the problem is Honestly, by the end of this episode, I just want Edda to leave. Like, I not, I can't even root for them. Like, I know. the whole point of a romance show a whole, is for us to root for that main couple mm-hmm. through the angst, through the struggles, through the happy yep, times, through, through the all hard of that. times, through everything. Yeah. This is not just hard times, though. This is just really bad storytelling. Yeah. And this feels like torture. Yes, and it feels not, like torture, yeah. and it's like not good angst. We shaking around, yep, and it's like, oh, here's a treat for you because you're sitting through the episode. Here's one cute moment where they're hugging or they're kissing. Okay, time to start shaking you around again. Mm-hmm. Like if this, if I, all I was thinking was, if Edda, like if you were Edda, and if I were seeing you, Kristen, go through 
everything mm-hmm. that she has gone through. Mm-hmm. What do you think I would tell you? I don't think you would tell me to just cling to Jason. <laughs> you know <laughs> that when I think, when I disagree mm-hmm. with my friend's relationship choices, if I feel very strongly about it, I say something. Yep. And I'm like, look, I love you and this is why I'm saying this to you. Mm-hmm. And all I can think is if that were you and Jason was putting you through the ringer and even after he got his memory back, he was just being this absolute jerk. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, Kristen, I think it's I think it's time to throw in the towel. Yeah, seriously. You know, for your own good, for your own health, mm-hmm. I just feel like you're only going to have more heartache if you yeah. continue on with this whole situation. It, it's and just... Every, it's like the whole great love thing keeps being brought up. And yes. But where is had it? had a great love. Where is it? It's, Amen. It is non-existent anymore. Amen. Sorry, you guys. I have three dogs in my house right now. Um, yeah. That's okay. We might so, hear some barks in the background. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, like, I... Like I said, I can't even root for them. I'm so – and it's not because I'm – I'm not mad at the characters. Like, I, and I think we've gone over this before. Yes. We There's have, we times when have. you are mad at the character because you should be. Mm-hmm. Like when Sarkhan accused her of working with Khan. Totally. But it made sense to his character at the time. Mm-hmm. He was giving into an insecurity. He was giving into his trust issues. So, yes, I was mad at him, but I understood him. I didn't defend him. He wasn't right. Mm-hmm. But I got that for the story that was being tell, told, told <laughs> for the story that was being told. <laughs> this is not that. No, this is just like it feels like they're just like, how can we completely destroy every aspect of what made this story beautiful? Mm. Oh, I know. Let's also imply that Serkan and Celine had sex during the time that they were together while she was manipulating him, which don't even get me started on how that is assault and rape. Like, don't even get me started on that. And we have definitely talked about that previously. So let's put a pin in that because, yeah, we've talked about that. You, like, the, this is not, okay, we don't, someone tweeted, and I wish I had saved it, but someone basically said, I don't watch these shows for, like, ridiculous love that you see happen every day. Like, you know, drama like this. Like, right. well, he's in love with this one, but this one's having his baby, blah, blah, blah. And right. not that not that beautiful things can't come from that. Of course. However, we watch it for this ridiculously impossible, pure, beautiful version of that love. We watch it for the fairy tale aspect. It's the fantasy of it. Yeah. Yes. And while that does still mean, yes, they need to face things, but they need to face things like the fact that his parents are responsible for her parents dying, not that sure. he impre- impregnated another, possibly impregnated another woman while he was mud-brained. So while the woman you love was locked in her room, refusing to eat or drink, and basically wanted to die. Mm-hmm. You were busy having sex with a manipulative shrew. Uh-huh. And not that it and again, this isn't his fault because mud brain. Right. But he did not have to be written that way. This did right. not have to be written that way. Yep. Even, at all. 
It should not have even been implied that they slept together. I was going to say, because obviously there is a huge possibility that this whole thing is a sham. Mm -hmm. It's all Celine lying. There has been zero confirmation from Sarkhan. But honestly, I don't even think that matters. The fact that they went there as a potential plot as a plot mm-hmm. point mm-hmm. they went there yep. the fact that they went there i'm like there's a line and they crossed it yes because even if i mean the only way to really i don't even want to say fix this mm-hmm. but damage control the best possible version of damage control is the second Sarkon finds out she's pregnant is to say mm-hmm. well there's no way it's mine because i haven't touched her right and if that is not what happens if he even remotely doubts the possibility of it not being his. Yeah. If he thinks that he could be the father of her child. I, honest to goodness, I don't know that I will keep, I don't know that I can keep watching after that. Like I know. I, there's only so much damage that you can take as. Well, right. But who <laughs> wants to root for someone who, like, because the thing is, there's this whole invisible handcuffs between them, blah, blah, blah. So what would have, here's how, here's what they could have done. Here's what they could have done. Like sorry, yeah. <laughs> oh real, my God. real quick. Ooh, sorry, guys. <laughs> uh, while while the dogs are barking, <laughs> um, I think I think what I'll say is the whole invisible handcuffs thing has been really a point of um kind of it's it's been a romantic point for as long as I can remember, but. So, you know, it's it's really supposed to be this idea of romance and soulmates and faded mates and all that kind of thing. But with how things are going, it really feels more like the handcuffs are actual handcuffs and it's not a good thing that they're really shackled together anymore. I was just going to say, yeah, they're <laughs> shackled together, not connected. Right. Yep. Because here's the thing. Here's how – because, okay, realistically, as an adult who is with someone who he thought he's been with this entire time for several years, mm-hmm. there's not really a reason why they wouldn't be sleeping together in real life. Right. However, how they could have played this, and it mm-hmm. would have been very easy, is that, you know, he could have easily just been like, I'm not feeling myself. You know, all this, like, I'm struggling. Like, that's just not where my mind is at. I right. could just really use your support. But really deep down inside, there's something that he can't place a finger on. There's something mm-hmm. that he can't quite name that is keeping him from crossing that physical line with her again. Right. And then to find out, like, it's his heart because it's actually connected to right. someone else. Like, mm-hmm. they could have totally played that off. Like, yeah, I I couldn't – I there I, now I know what it was, but I couldn't do anything with her because – there was something holding me back, and now I realize it was my connection to you, even though I didn't know it. My heart did, right. and my heart couldn't do that to you. Like, mm-hmm. how great would that have been? Mm-hmm. And how easy would that have been? Yeah, very and, easy. And while they can probably they can technically still go that route because he could say all that, when, right? Because he th- doesn't know what Selena's claiming, right? Yeah, but I just. I don't put anything past them. I don't trust them to do anything. They've d- they've done nothing to gain our trust. Mm-hmm. They've done nothing to show us 
that they can be trusted with this story, that they can be consistent with this story, that yeah. they've watched any other past episodes. Like, yeah. I, I think that's kind of the the crux of the issue for a lot of viewers is that there doesn't seem to be respect to the original story at all. No. Nope. And to and by respect, the we don't mean that we don't laid. mean copy pasting storylines. Like, of course not. No, <laughs> because but, we don't need to watch episode one all over again. Character but, consistency, mm-hmm. which is probably rule one of writing yep. any story. Yep, and. Certainly characters change over the course of a series. We definitely were able to see that with Serkan. Mm-hmm. And a lot of things that he started out as changed in him as he went. But certain things always remained the same. Yeah. And then once you get used to those changes, those character developments, mm-hmm. then those become the new norm. And now it's like this weird thing where Serkan still has a mud brain but he's also remembered everything and doesn't know how to correctly treat somebody he's supposedly in love with yeah he it he it felt it feels like he treated celine better than he's treating edda during this whole episode absolutely minus the first 15 minutes Mm -hmm. yeah Uh, no not even minus the first 15 minutes because Need I remind you, he stopped at her table and apologized to her for yeah. what he was about to do. Uh, like, uh, yeah. You know, and it. I know. I, I, know. I almost. Well, and I almost don't want to bring this up, but I'm going to. I will just disclaim it with. On Obviously, we cannot speak for it any of the cast members like sure so you know for all i know for them this just might be hey this is our job we get the script we do our thing yeah May- so maybe they're neutral about the storyline maybe they love the storyline maybe they hate it i don't know right but i will say there are a lot of people who have Hyundai just recently did an interview on what seems to be a more like reputable program like show this guy asks like really good questions it's not just like a paparazzi interview okay um very thoughtful questions and when she, and at one point, questions about her characters that she's played has came up. Mm-hmm. So I think she was naming off certain things she's loved about each one. Like, it's not that she has a favorite, but there are things she's taken away from each character. And okay. when she got to Edda, mm-hmm. she specifically described Aisha's Edda. Oh, interesting. And I just thought that was very... Interesting? Poignant. Yes. Um, and, you know, and she could have... Now, again, I I don't know Hande's true... You know, she might have just been saying that because she's right. the creator of the story. Like, sure. And that's the Edda she first met was, you know, because she's going to read a few scripts and they're all hers. Right. And the Edda that she chose to to portray as well. Right. So right. that would make sense for her to uh, be specific about that mm-hmm. because that is also probably why she chose the role. Sure. She probably read the character and was like, I really like this. I think mm-hmm. this could go great places. Yeah. So that's what I want to do. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, but then there's this part of me that's like, well, I want it just makes me wonder, like, I wonder if she feels the same way or at least a por- a fraction of maybe what right. the fandom is feeling about, like, what's happening to the story and the characters, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, I can't speak for them. I don't know because it, it, for, this is their job. So, like, yeah, you know, yeah. they're going to do their jobs. And so it's like that just comes with the territory. Sometimes you're going to get storylines and things that maybe aren't the greatest, but 
I mean, you're playing that's a every job. Yeah, but you're playing you're, a character. You're not always going to love the things that you do right. in your job, period. And, and you don't and have there's to necessarily wrong have, with that. Yeah, you're not, you don't have to have super strong feelings about it maybe the way like we as yeah. viewers do. Totally. So again, I just, I just thought it was very interesting that she like brought up Aisha's Edda. Yeah. Um, so – because we so we miss so many things about Aisha's Senchal Kapava, not just her Edda, but her Serkan and her, right. you know, symbolism and the, her writing and all of that. But, mm-hmm. you know, um, I, yeah, I just, it was just, it was really hard to watch this episode. And it was rough because I'd seen so many people who were like, I loved it. This was great. We got this. And. Again, I'm very happy for those people. And there were a lot of people who were like, strap in, get ready. Can't wait for the for the <laughs> war zone that's going to be the podcast this week. So, like, there were clearly two very opposite ends of the spectrum. Um, so when I went into it, I was like, well, I'll come into it basically with a clean slate because yeah. I don't really know what to expect because I'm being told very, very different things. Right. Um, and unfortunately, I fell more on the war zone side. Like, right. Um, right. Because, yeah. I mean – um what else was there like in in the episode specifically or yeah um, like in i the mean episode. why don't we talk about the whole kimal thing because i um, okay yeah let's talk like about that. that's a whole really interesting thing happening mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and i'm not totally sure <laughs> what to make of it well okay so we covered last week how it how it could work with him being his father. Right. But now, after seeing more of him this week and the conversation mm-hmm. he and I don't have, I really don't think he is. I don't think that's I don't the route think they're going because they literally were like, they have not seen each other since right. that day they were supposed to meet. Right. And I will just say, let me, I'll just interject here really quickly because I think it's, <laughs> if I'm going to call, if I'm going to call production and people out, when they get something wrong, I'm going to do the same for myself. So in my crazy thread of this episode while I was threading it, mm-hmm. I thought they had gotten the Idon Kamal storyline wrong. And oh, okay. I was like, they're not even consistent with this. What the heck? Like, I know this stuff for free and they're paid to know this and they are not – they didn't even get this correct. They weren't – because the way I remembered it was um, Idon found out about his mom stealing – and basically, like, chose not to tell him because she didn't want to, like, ruin his mom for him. Okay. But that her dad had, like, kicked them out, fired them, and they had to go. hmm Well, that's not what happened. And that's not mm-hmm. how they were – that's not how they were remembering it either because that's not okay. actually what happened. What happened was exactly what they said. He was the one that chose not to tell her because he didn't, okay. like, you know. Um, right. He was he didn't embarrassed. want to taint her – perception of them and right all this stuff so it just meant they were supposed to meet they didn't meet because they were actually gone they left and that was the last she'd heard from him right um so yeah but i left the tweet up because i was like well i don't want to delete it and make it look like oh i never said that like right you um, don't want a dirty delete (laughs) no exactly so but i did i did correct it and i was like oh i definitely need to eat my own words here because i'm the one who misremembered not not uh production so 
yeah, I just wanted in case anyone didn't see my correction of that because I was still getting either corrections or people were like retweeting it. And I was like, no, don't retweet that. You're retweeting false information. Like that's not actually true. Um, So I was like, I want to make sure I mention that when we talk about that because yeah, that is what happened because I immediately went and watched that scene in 14 where she's telling Sarah Khan the story and I was like, oh yeah, I totally got that wrong. Um, So yeah. it's it's clearly him trying to reconnect with Idon now, mm-hmm. and um, I'm a li- <laughs> yes. Currently, he seems like a nice guy, mm-hmm. and he does. is already very taken with him. Mm-hmm. You were gonna say he does, but he's he's kind of. I mean, he's still sneaky. Like oh, and he's very insistent and persistent mm-hmm. on getting his. I don't want to say worming his way because mm-hmm. that obviously has negative connotations, but could potentially be worming his way into the Bolat family and the Bolat business. Right. Like he – I mean he's not full on pulling a Baba on a, but kind mm-hmm. of. He's he's on right. that track. Like he – well, and then I was like how in the world – he and that Atesh Bay guy didn't know each other until the yacht, but then they explained and that. that was weird to me. Yes. Yes. Because I was like thinking, oh, maybe they did know each other and that hadn't been mm-hmm. – they didn't realize or I, – I, I don't know. I just wasn't sure. Yeah. But then they explained. Yeah. He like immediately partnered with them so that he could have an in with life, art life, which is weird. Right. Like, and he won't even be making money by partnering with art yep, life. Yep. Because Atesh is like, this is a weird investment for you. And mm-hmm. I get it was so that he could say not everything in life is about money, which is right. true. Right. And like, yes, that's a good message. Yes. Um, but the way he's going about it is sneaky and weird. Like, and I, the one thing here is a point that I will give to the plot choosers is that we know from the past that Serkan has a great intuition when it comes to business. Mm-hmm. And any time in the past that he has felt weird about uh, business um, situations right. or partners or things like that, he's usually pretty on track. Yes. So. I could see this being another instance where his intuition is telling him the correct thing that he does mm-hmm. need to be wary. Because I would feel the same way. I'd be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Why are you, you know, charging so quickly mm-hmm. into pairing up with our company when we don't even really know you? Mm-hmm. And you don't really – I don't know how much you know about our company or any of those things. But you're really going – for it and obviously have decided <laughs> that you're going to push for this and that you no matter what are going to be part of our company. So I'm I don't really it, I don't know. It's mm-hmm. who knows where this could go. <laughs> well, that's the thing too. We could very well be on a certain track, but as we know, they don't stay consistent with this plot so Mm-mm. he could wind up being like an angel sent from heaven himself like you sure. know what i mean yeah uh, it yeah i know and i yeah i mean okay i feel like i don't know i feel like we talked about that plenty mm-hmm. there isn't much more to talk about i'm gonna say some other bright spots Jaren seeming to be back to be being fully Jaren. Yeah. And Ferry continuing to be the wonderful man that he is. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Ferry being, like, the one time Serkan was wrong. Um, yeah. 
as far as business, because he was convinced very it would be bad for business. That was his whole motive for everything. Um, mm-hmm. But I like that he was wrong because yeah, it's good that it's good to have that because it it should cause him to question sometimes, like. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, am I being fair? Am I being emotional about this? Am I being, you know? Right. Um, And yeah, like, very, I know, I feel like we I can't know. say enough good things about him and Melo. Like, yeah. They've Seriously. Just, they've been the two consistent things in all yep. of this chaos. And I'm grateful for it. Um, mm-hmm. And so I, I hope Duran is fully back. I hope that things are good with him her and fairy because he really cares about and like loves her and so i just want Mm -hmm. him to be happy yeah even though he deserves better than what she was giving him but that seems to be the theory here because uh, it's also very true of edda right now Um, right deserving better than what she's being given yeah like let me check my other notes here um i know i feel like we don't even really need to talk about the idon and i fair because yeah that, i mean there they, i think this was the attempt at like redeeming them because i fair mm-hmm. suddenly like team ed's there let me snap a cute photo of you guys being all snuggly uh let's go hunt down denise because nobody else can find him and they are the ones who find him because she's like where does the fox go back to his den like so right. they go back to the you know barista shop mm-hmm. i did and- love safey's line about money opening every door yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yes, because he's like, okay, that's clever. He's using the credit card to get in. (laughs) Yeah. Um, They catch him. They tie him up. That interrogation was kind of funny and, you know, it was comedic. Right. Right. You know, but they're the ones who end up finding him. And so (gasps) I I think that was supposed to be, and now it's Zuzu's turn. Um, I think that was supposed to be them, like, kind of redeeming them in our eyes. I don't know. Like, I still don't feel like Idon has done nearly enough. Um, because again, we're just glossing over the fact that she kept Sercon from Edda for two months. Like she played a huge part in her, allowing her son to be completely manipulated and controlled by Celine. Like, and I feel like that's not being acknowledged enough. Um, totally. So it's like you capturing Denise doesn't really absolve that. Um, I, you know, so I feel like she needs to do way more work. I am curious why she's so, like, anti-Kimal or why she's like, Sarkon can't see him. Because I'm like, but you've openly shared about him with your son before. So, like, he knows he exists. He knows that he was someone who was around long before your dad came into the picture. So it's not like it's not this weird taboo thing. You know, so that didn't really make sense to me where she's like, Sarkon can't see you. Sarkon can't know you're here. Like, yeah, I'm not sure if that was supposed to be an excuse for her to resist him at first. And Mm -hmm. then it's going to bloom into a relationship where she, you know, they're obviously going to keep running into each other. Right. Despite her telling him that that it would be best if they don't see each other. So that was my assumption is that it's going to be kind of a start where she doesn't. And mm-hmm. and she almost seemed regretful immediately after telling him that. Yeah. So I got the vibe that they're going to start it out that way where she's telling him no. Mm-hmm. She thinks that she has some sort of responsibility to Sarah Khan to yeah. be dedicating her time to him. Despite I'm like, the fact where that was she- this two months ago? <laughs> where was yeah. this? 
Well, she, she was chasing Alex around, so exactly. it didn't matter then. It didn't matter when he actually did not remember a thing. It didn't matter mm-hmm. when he was in another country, you know, being held captive. I'm just going to keep calling it that because that is really what it was. But now it matters. Now that he has his memory back, mm-hmm. now it matters. Like, yeah, no, yeah. he needed your help long before that. Anyways, yeah. you know, so. um. A, what's next? Um, the marriage feel, does wind up getting annulled because, you know, once yes. they catch him and they all show up at iFair's, Denise, or Denise, Ed does like, sign the papers. I'm never going to forget what you did, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. Um, and I mean, I was thankful for that. I was thankful that didn't get dragged out uh, mm-hmm. any longer than one episode. Once that happened, I was like, okay, if they fix this. <laughs> By the end of this episode, I'll be fine with it. I right. will be happy. And they did. So I was like, okay, at least that. At least, yeah. at least we have that. Mm-hmm. It, Yeah. So that's done. But then, of course, they had to throw in something even worse. I because Melo ends up – Yeah. Melo ends up answering Celine's phone at one point in her office. And I guess HIPAA is just not a thing in Turkey. Yeah. That doctor just gave it up super easily. Was just like <laughs> – Oh no, no she's fine. Good she's news. pregnant. So and thank God, because I was like, oh my gosh, if Melo does not tell Edda. Yeah. Like I know it's technically not hers to tell, but she got this information. And so I'm glad she does. She's like, there's no easy way. Eventually, she's like, there's no easy way to say this. I answered the phone. This is what happened. Mm-hmm. And you know, of course, Edda goes to immediately deal with it and confront Celine. Mm-hmm. Um, who I kept going back and forth with that. Because I was like, I really think they're going to make her pregnant. Like, because she seems very With the like. stuff she was saying. Yes. It didn't mm-hmm. seem like she was putting on an act. It didn't seem like she was, you know, like she seems very concerned about like, no, I'm no, I'm just going to go raise this baby on my own. Don't tell Sarah Khan. She shows her the papers. Like, I. Because all of this stuff doesn't lead to her getting him, which see, which seems to have been her whole, you know, goal here is to get and keep Sarkon. This doesn't do that. This actually puts a distance between them. So I, I was like, well, then why would she lie about this? But also, this is also me looking for a well, logical storyline too, which hasn't so existed. I have two reasons why I think that she is lying. Okay, tell me because I have a theory. Okay, so. At the beginning of the episode, when um, she sees Edser at some point, I don't remember where they are, mm-hmm. but she They're sees them from the her car line. or something. Mm-hmm. Yes. And she's staring daggers at them. And she says, you will never be happy as long as I live. Okay? We, <laughs> again, you know what? There's the a very, very easy solution for that. You can fall off a cliff and die. Right. I mean, if we were writing it, that's exactly what would happen. There was a <laughs> terrible accident and her car went off a cliff. Yep. And oh, all no, she, Celine is all gone Because all she forever. said was, as long as I live. So if right. you're not living, then well, problem solved. Well, she's clearly al- alive at the end of this episode <laughs> when Edda comes in and confronts her. But the second reason that I think that um, it – potentially is well i guess it's three reasons that it potentially is a lie is because when edda leaves 
there is a little look on her face where Mm. she looks pretty self-satisfied. Yeah. And here's the thing. I think at this point, Celine knows that she cannot get Serkan back in the Mm. way that she wants him. I think that she finally has gotten it through her thick snake skull that he doesn't love her and that he loves Edda and he wants to be with Edda. However, that doesn't mean anything. Mm. She just wants them to be unhappy. Mm. And her claiming a pregnancy immediately makes Edda unhappy mm-hmm. and it makes her it makes Edda jump to a brash decision of saying no to a proposal to the man who she waited months for mm-hmm. to finally be alive and then to get his memory back so i think it's just her final little snip of revenge mm-hmm. of doing her absolute best and i think that's also the the um, not enticement. The um, usually I'm good at feeding you words. I can't think of what uh, you're trying to. It's <laughs> crap. I, I can't think of what you're trying to say. The it's, motive. But the, it, the I, I guess motive. <laughs> but see, now I fully have lost my train of thought. <laughs> but oh, oh, and I think that's also the whole reason behind her saying I'm leaving. I'm going to raise this child by myself. Because if she goes, who's going to know if there's a kid or not? Mm-hmm. She just dropped a huge bomb onto Etta's lap and was like, have a nice life with Serkan, my baby daddy. See you later. I'm leaving. Don't tell him. <laughs> That's true. Because if Serkan was actually like, he would be searching for her trying to, you know, exactly. because he's not going to abandon his child, which, you know. Edda but if says, she leaves, like, she doesn't need any actual proof. Yeah. And in a year when there's no baby, who's going to know? Yeah. Because she's gone. Yeah, that's true. Um, also, since you brought up the proposal, I'll just point out, I was glad Edda <laughs> said no. What is it with second proposals in DZs? <laughs> they're they, they're they forget lazy. the significance. And they forget the significance of a very important ring. Don't even <laughs> get me started on that stupid ring. Like... I did. I did love. I don't even remember who tweeted it, but somebody said it's shaped like a teardrop because he always makes her cry. Yes, <laughs> I think it was Jack. Maybe I think it might have been Jackie. Um, and I was like, Whoever yes, it was, exactly. I this applaud you for that. <laughs> and part of me was almost like, good, This at least this jerk Serkan isn't using the beloved flower ring. That's true. That's true. But I also hated it. <laughs> I hated it. Okay, his first proposal, which was a follow-up to her proposal, was great. It was beautiful. It was, beautiful. It was meaningful. It was all that stuff. It, the flowery words, like everything. This was lazily done in the conference room at the office. Hmm. Where he doesn't, he just says, It wasn't how, even his idea to throw that party, by the way. It was Angan's. Yeah. And then he just turned it into a proposal party. <laughs> yeah. Then all he says is like, how do you feel about the oh like spending gosh. your life with me or something like that? And then gets down on one knee. She's like, nope, no. I can't. Bye. Yep. And I was like, good. I'm glad you Bye. said no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, but back to the Celine thing. So my other theory is Mm -hmm. because of the fragment with Denise being like, Celine, is this my child? And I'm like, oh, so you're just telling us that they slept together too. Did you know that? Did you know that? (laughs) 
Okay. I, I uh-huh. swear it gets more uh-huh. of a, of a Ashley, grab, a grab it, bag plot every, uh-huh. <laughs> every week. We're supposed to get a fragment today too. It'll probably drop while we're recording. Maybe it already has. Who knows? But so we've I've only oh seen the one fragment. And gosh. he literally is like, so clearly we're supposed to now believe that they slept together. Okay. This makes no sense for several reasons. <laughs> I mean, the kiss already didn't make sense, but you could kind of be like, well, she was just being manic in the moment because she was having a pity party. And so she just kissed him like they if they had sex. okay. but while she's supposedly so in love with Serkan and he's supposedly supposedly so in love with Mm -hmm. Edda. Why? (laughs) Why? I don't understand. So now. So it could be his child because he's asking. And what is she, is this anymore? Why do you think I made that 90210 video, Ashley? Why do you think I said this is what the show is now? It should be called Istanbul 34030. Like because we are getting Beverly Hills 90210. Oh like, my gosh. It all started with the amnesia because what more of a soap opera trope? Is the amnesia thing? All I think of is Dr. Drake Vamore. <laughs> yeah, all we need is brain surgery. Yeah, and a brain a transplant. Secret, a secret clone, mm-hmm. and uh-huh. um, we need somebody to fall down like an elevator, elevator shaft, shaft to die, but um, actually survive it. He's yes, just be in that's a coma right. That's for right. Excuse me. <laughs> I so just. I'm, like, okay, so now not only are we oh supposed to – you've not only implied that Sarkot and Celine have slept together because, again, the only way you can assure us that that didn't happen is if he immediately is like, well, there's no way it's my child. So because also he's trying to – he's like stunned that she's pregnant, it seems, uh-huh. in the fragment. So I was like, okay, that could make sense because he could be like, what the heck? We were together even though we shouldn't have been now that – like. I wouldn't have been with her had I known what I know now because I would right. have remembered Edda. But the fact of the matter is we were together. And as far as I was concerned, it was very real. Mm-hmm. Yet she's pregnant, but we didn't sleep together. So she cheated mm-hmm. on me while we were together. Like that would be the only way to fix, fix, I say in air right. quotes, fix yeah. this. Yeah. Is he immediately is like, well, it's not my child. Yeah. So I could also see because there was like filming being done at a, at a hospital and all that. So mm. people are like, well, maybe – Maybe it's Sarkon like being like, well, I'm gonna come to this doc. We're all gonna figure this out and hear this together because I don't believe it. Like, hmm. um, and then yeah, like I said, we get this snippet of Denise asking if it's his child, if he's the father. So I'm sitting here like, they all, they all Yasak Elma is Yasak Elma. Is that you? Like, they, what? They're all gonna end up on the Mori Povich show, and it's gonna be like, who is the father? Ashley, I tweeted that. <laughs> I was like. I was like sneak peek of the next fragment and it's a it's a <laughs> gif of Mori Povich saying you are the father. Because really, really. Yeah. Yeah. This is what we've come to now. This is this what is, we've come to. And yeah. I don't know if this was the plan all along. I don't know if the backlash was like, oh, crap, we better, you know, uh, backtrack this. Um, because I – Part of me is like, you know, if you're going to make these choices, like, at least have the balls to stick to them. Own them? Uh, yeah. Yes. Because mm-hmm. 
on on the one hand, I'm like, oh, okay, at least they're negating whatever disastrous thing they did in the previous episode. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, I'm like, you know, at least have some self-respect mm-hmm. to say, this is the story we're writing. And if you don't like it, then stop watching. Yeah, seriously. Um, I just, yeah. I mean, on that note, listen, you guys, Ashley told me last night. Oh, my she, gosh. Is she, this the time? Well, she texted me and was like, <laughs> I have things to say tomorrow. And I was like, are we getting Soapbox, Ashley? I love Soapbox, Ashley. So maybe now's a good time. <laughs> To have Soapbox Ashley because your last statement seems like it's going to line up with yeah. what you're going to say. Well, I don't and, fully know what you're going to say because you just said what you wanted to talk about. But Right. Well, my I've just been thinking a lot about the fandom and about plot and stories and people's opinions. Mm-hmm. And I have – I was like – kind of ruminating on it over the last few days and part of it I had even thought of before I watched the actual episode um but I went onto my phone and I kind of jotted down some some things so that I'm don't get fully on, off off on a rabbit trail uh-huh. but I just kind of want to talk about differing opinions because obviously You and I tend to have similar opinions on things, especially when it comes to entertainment. Yeah. I think that we have a very similar taste. Yeah. And part of the perk of listening to a podcast is usually you're going to enjoy something. You might enjoy something a little bit more, depending on your personality, if you agree with what they're saying. Right. Sure. That's a very normal thing. And like fandoms, I mean (sighs) – there's something really cool about fandom culture mm-hmm. and there are all these studies that show that being part of a fandom is really good for you and that it can really benefit people's mental health because there's this big sense of community and this sense of uh, being connected mm-hmm. to other people who are like-minded and yeah. have a similar taste as you. Especially over this last year, I would say totally. even more so for that Absolutely. connection. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we've – they can be really supportive places and you can actually grow legitimate bonds and friendships with people. Mm-hmm. This has absolutely happened with us yeah. in this fandom. We've made real-life friends mm-hmm. just from watching Deezies. Yep. So there are some really amazing aspects to getting involved in a fandom. But on the other hand, there are kind of some darker sides as well. (laughs) There are. And I fully understand that Twitter is the Wild West. Yes, Um, that's a great way to describe it. (laughs) It's like – Like a minefield in the Wild West. Mm -hmm. Totally. And I also do agree with – or I guess I should say I disagree Mm -hmm. with people tagging the authors and attacking them and just straight being rude – uh, oh, via, via tagging them. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's right. It's not critiquing. There is a difference between bullying and critiquing. Mm-hmm. And so I definitely don't agree with people who are doing that. Because there are people who are being pretty uh, loud and rude with their opinions mm-hmm. towards the writer specifically. Sure. Being loud about your opinions is a whole other aspect, though. Yeah, absolutely. I would say I'm pretty loud about mine. Um yeah, and I mean, we have an entire podcast yeah, dedicated where to we our are opinions on a show. Literally, actually, vocally <laughs> loud about it. Yes, exactly. 
But, um, you know, crit- again, critiquing shouldn't mean attacking for something to their face. <laughs> so there is a line that shouldn't be crossed and some sure. people are crossing it. But I just want to make that clear that as a podcast, that's where we stand. I feel like we're pretty good about saying that, that you should never be attacking the actors or the cast or Mm -hmm. production to their faces because that's just pretty jacked up. So. (laughs) Of course, Zuzu. (laughs) Sorry, you guys. It's a lot of dog noises today. Well, I don't even know if I'm able to mute them out, but. Hopefully you love our dogs as much as we do. (laughs) And if you don't, I'm sorry. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about what critique is and some differing opinions. So people are fully capable and allowed to like a show, to enjoy a show, and also to critique it. Mm -hmm. There is – those are not two mutually exclusive things. Correct. You're also fully allowed to hate a show (laughs) and – Still watch it and mm-hmm. still critique it. You're I don't know why you would watch a show that you hate, but you know, um, you're very capable of doing that. Yeah. But you know, whatever, not my circus, etc. Sure. <laughs> but if somebody has a different opinion than you and proceeds to point out why their opinion is the way that it is, mm-hmm. or proceeds to critique things, which essentially just means they're stating their opinion based on facts. Or observations. Mm -hmm. Uh, Thank you, Zuzu. (laughs) Sorry, you guys. This episode's going to be as much of a mess as the DZ episode was. So I feel like it kind of tracks because if (laughs) Ashley just mouthed to me that Zuzu's freaking out. So (laughs) Ashley's got landscaping happening. I have my dog, my parents' dog, and my sister's dog all at my house. So, and they all feed off of one another. Um, and yeah, it gets a, a little bit crazy. <sighs> I was mid thought. I know. I'm she, sorry. And she did that. So, <laughs> differing opinions, sharing them. Yes. And also, you know, that differing opinions can take many different forms. Somebody might just make one observation. They might do a full critique. Mm -hmm. They might absolutely roast it and make fun of it. (laughs) Well, they are fully entitled to do Mm -hmm. so. They are fully entitled to have whatever opinion they want. Whether you absolutely hated the last episode and you were like, I'm done. I'm not watching this ever again in my life. Mm -hmm. Or if you were one of the people who was like, this was great. We had all these Edser moments, et cetera, et cetera. Hey, it's your opinion. And that's okay. You can have whatever opinion you want. That's true. You can. Just because someone disagrees with the direction a show is going does not, does not make them a, quote, hater. Okay? (laughs) Okay? And the beauty of entertainment. I feel like I'm sitting in your classroom right now. (laughs) Like, being scolded. You're not even talking to me, but I'm like, Okay. Because the guys, the beauty of entertainment is that there's something for everybody. Yep. There are people who have varying tastes and it's incredibly logical and dare I say good yes. that two people watching the same show will come away with different ideas about it. 
Yes. If everybody had the same exact opinion on everything, there would never be any kind of discourse. There would never be any reason to have a conversation with anybody about something. And obviously that also pertains to deeper things in life. Sure, if somebody – life would be – just so boring. Some of the most interesting conversations I've ever had have been with people with a vastly different worldview than I have myself. Experience, life experience. Mm-hmm. Yep. And you can't ever grow or change as a person if you aren't willing to accept that other people think differently than you do. Yes. And to be willing to listen. And on a deeper level, like you just said, there is... We don't know someone's lived experience. Mm-hmm. We also don't know if they just had a really crappy day. Yeah. And then they're like, I'm going to watch this show that I really love. And then it just ruined the rest of their day even right. worse. <laughs> yeah. It's true. So the fact that so much vitriol is just tossed around on Twitter just because someone has a different opinion than you do yep. about – something so negligible as a TV show (laughs) is just really confusing to me, honestly. And like the fact that people police other people's opinions is – it doesn't make you a better fan. No. It doesn't make you more loyal. And that was – that was something and I will admit I will say back in like the – maybe like the Mm mid-teens that even I had to learn. I don't – I don't think I was, like, actually going into people's mentions and being, like, you're wrong. Right. But I would post things, like, on our Twitter account that was, like, this was a great episode and basically everyone should have loved it kind of a thing, which is, (laughs) like, well, that's actually not – I wasn't, like, tagging people. Sure, sure. But even I learned pretty quickly, like, actually, I don't need to be doing that and I shouldn't be. Like, I can post all about how much I loved it. I can post all about what I thought was amazing about it. Absolutely. But, yeah, I was veering into that – I was veering into that toxic positivity territory where Mm -hmm. it's like you just need to keep being positive. You just need to keep, you know, supporting this and that. And it's like I I realized like, yeah, you actually can support because Mm -hmm. I fully support our cast. I I like I realize that them continuing the show is not just jobs for them. It's jobs for the camera crew and for the makeup people and Right. You know, it's several people are employed by a show like this. And once a show ends, it's not like they just automatically have a new show to go work on. So who knows how long a lot of them are going to be out of work, things totally. like that. So, yes, what I do think about all of those things. Mm-hmm. I can still absolutely hate the direction the show is going, though. Like You can. You're allowed to do that. Like, I can hate that but still be like – the reason, and the reason I hate it so much is because I feel so strongly about my support of those – of the cast members, of how hard they work. Like, to me, I'm like, they have to work just as hard to bring us a really crappy script every week as mm-hmm. they do to have to bring us a really good one. So if they have to work really hard either way, I would rather them have to work really hard to bring us something beautiful and deep and meaningful like we were getting right when this show first aired. Like, well, and, and a big part of my whole point is that no matter how you feel on about – what's going on in the show, in mm-hmm. any show, you dumping on somebody mm-hmm. and uh, deciding that their opinion is wrong and attacking them because of it. Right. It, it doesn't make any sense. And no. it doesn't make – it just makes you close-minded. Yep. It doesn't make you better than, every, than anybody. Yep. It doesn't put you in a higher position than other people. Mm-hmm. All it does is – show that you're not open to other opinions Mm -hmm. and 
honestly, if you're not open to other opinions, that's also fine. Mm-hmm. But what that means is that you shouldn't be going into and attacking other people right. for how for what their opinion is. Right. Because if it's, you're not open to other opinions, yet you expect other people to be open to yours. Right. Like, exactly. Mm-hmm. And it has so, to be a two-way street. Yeah. So I I guess and I also kind of I, I also fully understand the irony of me policing people who are policing. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> but I really just think that we all would be better off mm-hmm. and that we should all be a little more willing to listen before we jump down someone's throat for quote being wrong Mm -hmm. and like maybe there's somebody who you do have a wildly different opinion then i would challenge you if you are someone who tends to edge more towards well you're wrong and here's why i'm going to tell you why and this is why you should think what i think Mm -hmm. to maybe change it to hey can i ask you why you think this yeah. Hey, what was it in the episode that made you feel this way? Mm-hmm. Those types of questions are much open. more of an open door. Yes, open than dialogue. Somebody mm-hmm. telling you, "Well, you're just a hater." Yeah, like th- th- it's completely different. Yeah, and obviously, you're going to get a much different response mm-hmm. from those two statements. Yeah. Somebody asking an open-ended question that is actually open to hearing hearing something and willing to open a dialogue to really discuss like I love having legitimate discussions with people about things whether it's serious or whether it's trite like a tv show Mm -hmm. like give me a really good conversation obviously I have a podcast about this (laughs) where you and I have conversations about this show yes I live for crap like this Mm -hmm. put me in a room full of people and make me do small talk I will die but but give me a really good topic Subject to have like matter. a legit deep conversation where real where we're going back and forth and you're listening and you're thinking and you're just doing the full dialogue that is so much more profitable than just telling people that they're stupid and for I, why yeah. they for their opinion. Well, and I will say this too, like there have been times I've seen tweets and they're just someone literally tweeting their feelings, not telling uh-huh. other people how to feel, not whatever. It's like – and it has been differing than my initial reaction or sure. feelings on the matter. And then I'm like, huh. And I've actually replied to some of them and been like, yep. Sorry, you guys. The dogs are barking again. <laughs> um, I've actually replied to some of them and said, I never thought of it that way before. Yep. Like – it's a perspective that, like, I didn't think of. And right. I'm like, huh, that kind of actually makes sense. Like, and sometimes it does change my opinion. And I'm like, oh, sure. you know what? I agree with that. Or I'm like, huh, okay, I'm going to think about that next time. I still kind of feel this way about it. Right. You know, so it's like it. it's good to all, like you said, like, be seeing other people's views, opinions, the way they took it. Right. Even, like, the way, you know, like – you saying like, well, she looked very self-satisfied at the end of that scene after Edda left. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't particularly notice that, but it makes me want to go like, okay, I want to go back and watch what her face looked like because right. maybe I either wasn't paying attention or I thought her face was saying something entirely different. Totally. Um, You know, but yeah, there have been a lot of times, and I'm trying to think of a more recent one because there was one uh, like last week, someone pointed something out after episode 35, I think it was. Okay. And I was like, oh, I was like, you know, I didn't actually, like, I, this particular thing, like, bugged me, but 
reading what your perspective was on it, like, gave mm-hmm. me something to think about. Like, yeah. because I didn't think about it that way before. Um, and I mean, I I feel like I was clear, but just so we are fully clear, I'm not saying don't post your opinion on mm-hmm. Twitter yeah, just because it not. is a minefield. And I think that people who are regular Twitter users probably realize the potential fallout for anything yeah. that they post on that platform sure because anybody could attack you for any literally anything <laughs> on twitter <laughs> but i so i i'm not saying to not share your opinion and because yeah for a lot of people it's their outlet they're yeah. like hey i need to vent right now we are lucky enough to have this as a big outlet this is yeah. really my main outlet for this show to let out my feelings and my opinions yeah and um that's a big privilege that i have yeah for the fact that we have this podcast even where mm-hmm. i can do that and yeah people crazily enough listen listen to us yeah yeah very weird so still. you know if you have to get it off your chest then I mean, do it. Get it yeah. off your, che- your and chest. And I, I think it's really important to to say, yeah, that you're not al- – it's not that you're not allowed to have a dialogue with someone who has a different opinion than you. Totally. Because I think that Please can – Please do. <laughs> I think that can sometimes be the message to sound like, well, if you have a different opinion, you can't state it to me. Right. It's not that. It's the matter of how mm-hmm. you state it. Like, yep. you know, because clearly when I post something on Twitter – it means I'm probably going to get replies or whatever. Sure. Um, and not every reply. We shouldn't want only an echo chamber. Yes. Mm-hmm. Echo chambers are very nice for a while because you're like, look at everyone feels like me. But right. they're also not good. Like, right. you know what I mean? It's it's nice. It gives you a good feeling for a little bit. Yep. But it also closes your mind very, very much. Yeah, um, exactly. So you don't want an echo chamber. But like I said, someone – replying and being like well you're just a hater stop watching the show mm-hmm. versus someone or like being- i'm disappointed in this opinion of yours right like, exactly i don't i'm not sure why you would be disappointed because this is just an opinion and you're mm-hmm. entitled to your own opinion right so that so saying something like i'm disappointed it really implies that what you've done and your opinion that is given is wrong is and that yours is superior that Correct. the other person's is superior so you know um but it's all in the way you approach it because like yeah like you said open dialogue like oh i took it this way so what made you see it this way i'm curious yep. you know what i mean yep. like yeah not just telling everyone that they have to be positive that they have to it's not supportive if they're not positive exactly um, you know, it's like, no, that's not true because, again, no, it's not. Am I, you know, obviously this is in a this is a bit deeper than a fictional TV show. But if you, Ashley, are doing something in your life that I mm-hmm. feel like is bringing you harm mm-hmm. or I can see the effects that are harmful, should I just remain positive and constantly, quote, support you by telling you how amazing you are and how all your choices not. are <laughs> are really great and wise and only going to bring you good things in life when I can see that they're not like, mm-hmm. like I said, this is on a much higher scale because this is your actual life, not a fictional world. But right. I, you know, I would hope I love you enough to be like, Hey, I'm kind of concerned about this yeah, like, because yeah. I love you. And because I support you, right. I need to, I need to vocalize this. Right. Like, you know, totally. totally. Um, so yeah, I and- just, and I, I have a very high opinion of our listenership because I feel like so 
many of you guys, we see it in the group constantly. Mm -hmm. Like everybody's really open to dialogue and everybody's really open to hearing other people's varying opinions. Yeah. And we do have a lot. Our episode discussions that we post every week, you know, there might be a somewhat general consensus like, oh, yeah, most of us seem to not really love it. Most of it. But when there are differing opinions or people who are like, well, see, I took it this way and I loved this and I loved that. But what, yeah. nobody's like, well, you're wrong for thinking that. Like nobody in there is like attacking that person with maybe the the um, not so popular opinion, I guess we can say. Right, um, right. And I mean, I would I, – I almost feel like I'm preaching this to the choir. Like it's <laughs> it might be something that – Part of me was like, do I even need to bring something like this up? Like, mm-hmm. our, I don't know if hopefully people who listen to our podcast aren't going into other people's mentions and straight up attacking them, <laughs> calling names and doing these right. things. Um, but I mean, on the off chance that there are people who are doing that, I was just thinking like, you know, maybe I should just say all of this because mm-hmm. maybe they don't think that there's anything wrong with what they're doing. And I know I w- I'm very guilty, especially as like a kid and a teenager. I was so freaking judgmental just in oh general. Gosh, yes. I was such a judgmental child. And <laughs> that's something that I've had to grow out of. And I mm-hmm. really hope that I continue to grow out of that as I get older and mature more. Same. Yeah. But I was just thinking, you know, maybe this is something that nobody has considered before. Sure. Maybe it's something that they haven't realized Oh, me saying this particular thing to that person, I'm just trying to invalidate their opinion. Right. I'm not actually trying to learn anything mm-hmm. or have an actual conversation with them. So I thought, you know, maybe this is good for somebody to hear. Maybe it's going to be just going out to an echo chamber. Sure. But, you know, I, I do think it's important to think about those things. Yeah. And just to just to consider your words when yeah, you're dealing I mean, with other people. Yeah. No, it's true because, you know, this – while we're talking about it in for the most part about all of our differing opinions about the plot and the way things are going, mm-hmm. like if we're, if we're going to attack people's opinions and thoughts about how that's going just about a fictional show, it, it's going to bleed into other areas of our life too. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. um, so I think it is good to maybe catch it and consider it while it's with something not so high stakes. Exactly. Before it does become something. And I feel like even just with being in a very active fandom from the get go, this is the first DZ we've done start to finish as far as like live and in real time. Mm -hmm. Um, we, and really being like engrossed in the fandom. I think even I've seen that because there the there are fans from literally all over the world. Oh, so totally. I feel like I've just learned so much even in the way like I address people or like mm-hmm. even saying certain things or idioms or yep. whatever where I'm like, oh, that I might need to be careful with that because that might not come across to them the way it does to me an American. Yep. Me saying this to someone over in India or Italy mm-hmm. or in Croatia or – you know what I mean? Because yep. you're literally talking to people all over the world. Um, so – Well, 
And that's been a huge learning experience, I think, for both of us, even mm-hmm. in just learning Turkish culture and yeah. yep. not being judgmental about that because it's mm-hmm. just an entirely different culture and way of being brought up than what how we were brought up. Yes. So there are certain things that we didn't really understand beforehand mm-hmm. and maybe we won't ever understand them because we didn't grow up in Turkey. Right. Um, and our perspective is going to be different than say somebody who grew up in Turkey or somebody who grew up in Europe or mm-hmm. in uh, Russia or wherever. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So I feel like we have been, we have grown hopefully for the better just in that context yeah. of culture and getting to know other people from all over the world yeah. and understanding their point of view and even like language barrier stuff, like mm-hmm. understanding that sometimes things might come off differently just because of a language barrier. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we had like when we would get like DMs or emails and things, I mean, we still get them, but mm-hmm. when we would first start getting them, I'd be like, was this person being like blunt or short and curt with us but then it was like we quickly realized like no i think english isn't their first language and so right. it's they don't have 15 words to choose from on how exactly. to say something like we do because exactly. you know what i mean so they're saying it in the most like in the way that they can say it in the way that they can say it so it was like yeah you know we or i should say i'll speak for myself like i really had to like turn off the whole like um are they are they like being like rude or are they trying to tell us and it's like no they're just trying to tell us something right and they're mm-hmm. not trying to say it in like a blunt way or whatever because they didn't add a certain emoji to it or they didn't use <laughs> right. this version of the word instead of this version of the word right um, right they just use the word that they generally know means that yeah and yeah and that's so it's like yeah that's been a learning experience mm-hmm. um yeah so i mean like I mean, sorry, we kind of rabbit trailed into this, but I think it, yeah. I think it's important and I think it's good to talk about as not just for other people, but as just a reminder for ourselves too. Totally. Um, yeah. Because it's very easy to fall into the whole like, oh, well, they said that. That's not how I saw it. Let me tell them. Like, And it's like, right. no, that's not what I need to do. But if I do want to be like, oh, that's interesting because I felt the exact opposite. Mm-hmm. Tell me how you came to this because I'm very curious. Yeah. Um, and like I said, that's served to make me go like, oh, I see that. And now maybe I feel differently about that, um, which is a good thing. So Yeah. It's just a matter of checking your own motivations before you do hit the reply button. Yeah. Or like, you know, checking, okay, am I – what's my end goal here? Like, am am I I trying to – teach them a lesson Uh (laughs) or or am I trying to actually find out why they think the way they have a conversation yep yeah yeah so anyway that's all my I had a big old word vomit onto a a notes pad (laughs) I'm glad you brought it up I'm glad you brought it up um I know I'm trying to think like I know we didn't hit like everything because not everything was worth hitting but yeah I mean (sighs) Okay, talk about the super out of place, like Pearl getting hit by a car. Oh my gosh. What? I was like, they're like that, really doing this right now? Well, and it's like that, you actually know that's not really comedy, right? Because obviously, I think it was meant to be this like funny thing because he like freaks out, runs to the hospital. And then sees, he passes out. And then he passes out because he thinks she sees her yes. covered with a sheet. Oh my gosh. But then Pearl comes around the corner and I'm like, but that's not really funny. No. Like, no, like, it's, it's tragic. It's tragic because somebody is clearly dead there. 
Um, and, you know, she winds up telling the story that, like, no, it was someone else that she helped that got hurt. So she came to the hospital, but her phone got kind of thrown out in the, you know, her phone got thrown out of her hands in the craziness of it, which all that makes sense in mm-hmm. a, in an urgent situation like that. But again, it just felt very, like, out of place and, like, what was the point of yeah. this? Yeah. Um, it could have just been filler. Yeah. Well, yeah. 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 <laughs> but anyways, yeah. So I just – I don't know, you guys. I don't really have much more to say about this episode. I know. Um, I, I I think we can end off there. I, I don't see anything wrong with that. It's – I feel like we sufficiently covered things. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I did want to point out <laughs> that um, when Celine hands Edda her paperwork, mm-hmm. I, I did not see one thing that said, like, beta HCG. I saw, like, bilirubin uh, levels. And stuff where I was like, are we are we declaring pregnancy? Billy Rubin, of- is that a live baby? <laughs> <laughs> well, like, so are you checking her liver? Is that what's indicating that yeah, she's pregnant? Like they I'm usually conf- don't <laughs> I'm confused because I didn't see anything about HCG. Um Kristen, I- they're not gonna they also said they only had eight <laughs> hours to negate the wedding when well, that, yeah. who knows That's- how real that is. Yeah. And also again. HIPAA just calling and telling an right. assistant that that the person exactly. is pregnant. Yeah, so I guess those are the six minute dryers of this episode. The six minute dryer logic. Yeah, because in um, this isn't very spoilery, but in one of the more recent episodes of Mirashla, mm-hmm. someone has to have stints put in their heart. Oh, but so then like he major like, surgery. Mm-hmm. But he like goes home the next day, like <laughs> the next morning. And Hannah and I were like, oh. Six minute dryer logic <laughs> applies to major heart surgery. That's cool. Like <laughs> just an out quick outpatient uh-huh. procedure. Yeah. Get shove those stints in and then send you right home. Totally, totally, <laughs> totally. Um, I also wanted to point out because um someone on Twitter when they because she was like, Did you notice that? Well, she was kind of funny because when she saw I was starting to watch the episode, she was like, let's see if you can figure out the points where I rolled my eyes, gave my <laughs> gave a middle finger to the screen. Da, da, da. Like, it was funny. But one of the spots that she was like, this clearly felt like a hidden message because we've gotten a few of those, I think, uh-huh. uh, in the last few episodes, was when Melo and Jaren are talking. Mm-hmm. And, I, and we were like, oh, yeah, here's a nice message from production because Jaren says – all great love stories have challenges and difficulties. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, challenges and difficulties. Challenges is being one thinks that the person is in love with someone else. Uh-huh. The other thinks the person can't stand them and wants to get away with uh, from them as soon as possible. That's a challenge or a difficulty because they clearly don't understand the other's feelings. Um, another <laughs> major challenge is the connection of the fact that, you know, his hero's his dad, dad is responsible yeah. for heroine's parents' demise. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That, that is, is another challenge or difficulty to work through. Right. This kerfuffle of a plot is not a great love challenge or difficulty. This is just like – because this doesn't make me root for their love more. Like – No. Them not understanding how the other feels – Edda thinking Serkan's in love with Celine and Serkan thinking Edda can't get away from him quickly enough mm-hmm. makes me root for them because I'm like, you guys don't even get it. Like, 
he loves you and you love him, but you guys are both so like concerned about wanting, you know, you love him enough that you don't want, if he wants Celine, you want him to be happy. You love yeah. her that you don't want to keep her here if she doesn't want to stay here. Like, you know, so it makes you like root for them. Same thing where it's like, but it's not, it's not Sarah Khan's fault that his dad did this. You guys can get right. through this. Like it makes me root right. for them. Um, Sarah Khan being willing to be like, who cares? I'll sign the whole company over. Like, who cares what her grandmother does? Like, it mm-hmm. makes me want to root for them despite the fact that grandma's throwing him in jail and all this other stuff. These are all things that, like, I want to root for them through it. Uh-huh. I don't want to root for someone who slept with someone else and maybe got her pregnant. Mm-hmm. After the poor, this woman he claims to love so much. Went through hell and back. And he's yet to acknowledge that other than when they're at home. And he's like, I'm so sorry for this. Mm -hmm. Let's dance to a song whose lyrics are really depressing. (laughs) Like, literally, let me pull up some of the lyrics I wrote down because I was like, who picked this? Because, um, this is, this is, these are the lyrics. I'm sorry. It feels like we're through. I look into your (laughs) eyes and see it too. My love was there and now it's lost. Through the pain, we'll count the cost. I don't want to love anymore if love is you. That sounds wow. like my feelings right now to the show yeah. in general. Like, yeah. but this is the song but, they but were not dancing a reunion to. Reunion dance between the main couple. No. <laughs> and so I'm like, but honestly, like, I wouldn't blame Edda if that's where she was at. Like, right. Because if she, she's like, honestly, after everything I've gone through, I yes. cannot keep doing this. And right. if she was like, peace out. I'm going to Italy. I I'm actually gonna- will support that. And I shouldn't yeah. want that. I should I want them together. And right now right. I'm like, if she just up and left, I would mm-hmm. fully support that. Like, yeah. I be don't like, listen, like, girl. We understand. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> And I and I'm like that's not how I'm supposed to feel in a romance, right. in just a crazy drama, in a you know what I mean, not something that's mm-hmm. actually capped as a romance. Like, right? Yes, I can see feeling that way. Yeah, but not having, with this. Having those girl power vibes where it's like, oh, she chose herself. All of yes. that. Yeah, absolutely. But the whole point of the show is for the two of them to end up together. It's yeah. a rom com, and for them to actually be worthy of the other one. Not perfect, yes. not perfect, but yes. worthy of the other one. And right now, I'm like, this Sircon is not worthy of her. Like, he, again, I know. I just feel like he hasn't felt really the effects of what she went through and he needs to know and feel the effects of what she went through other than him just being like i'm sorry i put you through this i'm sorry that i didn't remember you it'll never Mm -hmm. happen again and she's like well of course it wasn't your fault Mm -hmm. that was a very poor like resolution yeah like it needed to be that on steroids yeah Yeah. there needed to be way more of that Mm -hmm. of I do think it's important that Edda does know, well, you didn't know and you were being manipulated. Right. But I also think it's important that Sarkhan actually feels and sees what she went through. Yeah. He, even if it's not like a full, huge grovel, mm-hmm. he, we need to, we as, as viewer mm-hmm. need to see. Not be told. He truly understands. Yeah. The depth of the pain that she went through. Yep. I mean, even the situations, even the moments when he still didn't remember, 
even the moments when he had his amnesia, mm-hmm. there were moments where he really did seem empathetic towards her. Yes. And to where he could see the pain in her eyes that she mm-hmm. had gone through. And then now he's just like, hey, sorry for hurting you. You want to move in? And also, um, the one of the major sources of that pain, let's keep her around too. Yeah. Yeah. She's but, gonna but don't worry. Here. She's going to apologize to you. Uh-huh. But she doesn't mean it because I'm forcing her to. Yeah. And but make sure you don't say anything bad about her again. Mm-hmm. Like she's been through enough. I can't even say that with oh, I know. <laughs> but that's the attitude he's giving <laughs> off. And I'm just like, uh, no. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. you know what we needed? We needed episode, is it 18? When, it, or it's the beginning of. It's either the beginning of 18 or 19. I'm confusing episodes now. But the end of the previous episode is where she basically grabs his face and is like, Sircon, I know you didn't do this. Like. Right. And um, and then the next episode, Celine comes in and Edda starts questioning her like, well, where were you with this and this and this? Because she's trying to figure out who um, – who – could have maybe made the mistake or been been um complicit. I'm sorry. I'm yeah. I, I in, I'm not even I'm the worst person to be like, what episode was it? I know. I'm like, who even but, knows? But I, do you know what situation I'm talking about where basically she starts questioning Celine and he's like, Edda, drop it. Don't question her. And I don't she's even like remember. And she's like, why can't I question her? I'm trying to get to the bottom of this because I don't believe you actually made this mistake. Mm-hmm. I mean it turned out to be Oh, epic. was it when what so wait which big thing are we talking about are we talking about when celine deleted everything no we're talking about earlier like in the teens i think it was the fa house thing oh but she starts questioning people yeah yeah, yeah. because she's like you there's no way i know you sarkon you didn't make this mistake Mm -hmm. because he has all this guilt and he's feeling horrible yep that's right that's right but when she's starting to question people as soon as Mm -hmm. she starts to question celine Mm -hmm. He's like, back off, and she continues, and Celine gets all defensive, and he's like, Edda, I told you to back off in front of everyone, and basically humiliates right. her. And right. then they wind up in the break room, and she's like, you're still choosing her. And he's like, but you don't understand. I've never loved anyone or felt any about anyone the way I feel about you. And she's like, right. but you're not showing me that. Right. Like, this is how you treat someone you treasure? Like, right. I'm in the middle of trying to help you, mm-hmm. and you're defending her. Mm-hmm. Instead of and letting that, me like, and, and that was is, a great progression yes. point for their relationship. Yes, but we're basically seeing it again right now. Only we don't even get as strong of an Edda being like, "Excuse me, I just went through hell and back for you, and you're going to still choose her. You're still going to defend her over someone a- you claim to treasure." Like that, you know what I mean? Like Edda, that Edda, that Edda would have stood up for herself and been well, like, "Absolutely not." And not only that, but it's also a much more grievous situation with Celine because of everything that she's pulled these yes. last three, four months, however mm-hmm. long it's been yep. in the story. So there's – she is actually at fault in the situation, mm-hmm. but she's not having any accountability whatsoever for anything that she's done. Nope. At she's all. She's not even had no accountability. She's being rewarded. Yep. Yeah. So – Yep, because he wants her to keep her shares and stay working there. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, not in any world. Like, yeah. 
Not in any world where Sarah Khan supposedly loves Edda would that right. happen. Like, right. it just wouldn't. So, yeah, like, I – honestly, I was like, okay, if she is pregnant and they are implying that it could be his, mm-hmm. even if it's not, if if the implication there is Sarah Khan could actually believe that it's his. Yeah. I I don't know how I keep rooting for that. Like – and I mean, I, I, I obviously I won't. We won't know until until the episode airs, and hopefully right. I am completely wrong. But it's just like I'm already on the like I can't root for this. Like I wasn't even sad or like when Sarkon looks devastated that Edda said no to his proposal. I didn't even feel for it. Like okay, at the end of at the end of twenty six mm-hmm. when she when she rips his heart bleeding from his chest at right. Grandma's house and right. is like. We can't work. I don't, you know, all this stuff. And yeah. he is shattered over that. Yeah. Even though he knows why she's doing it. Like, he knows mm-hmm. she's giving in to grandma. The fact that she is, yeah. is breaking him. hmm I felt that. Like. Yes. I felt yeah. that. Yep. This, I was like, well, duh. Of course she said no. Like, right. you know what I mean? I wasn't right. even like, oh, poor Sir Khan. Look how shattered and broken he is. I was right. like, of course she said no, you idiot. Like, you've been well, a jerk. Like, <laughs> It's just a, an interesting thing because, you know, we've almost lost the emotional investment yeah. because of the the how long it's been drug out with mm. the amnesia and how he's treated her. And then suddenly they're back together and it wasn't even a reprise of their original relationship. No, because even the – we but other than the cute few cute moments where they kiss mm-hmm. or they snuggle or hug, He's kind of the same to her. He's like short with her. He's frustrated right. with her. He's telling her to calm down. He's, it's all in his actions. Yes, his he's actions annoyed by her claustrophobia. Showing. He's, you know, yeah, like yeah. So it's yeah. Anyways, yeah, um, just so it's it's sad <laughs> that yeah. that at that point it wasn't as the as viewer you mm-hmm. we weren't like. Oh no! It was like, well, yeah, of course mm-hmm. she's not going to say yes. <laughs> like, like this is what's happening now. Yep. There's there's a potential pregnancy plot, and now she knows about it, and there's all this other stuff. So why would she say yes? Yep. Well, and like there were some there, and again, the fragment could have dropped, and maybe this is all I think pointless, it did. but but um, there were some behind the scenes posted yesterday. Mm, okay. Um. And they were in an airport. So I'm like, well, maybe she really is leaving. Like, mm. maybe and she's got a chaser. Yes. But part of me is like, I kind of hope you miss her. And she, like, leaves for a little bit. Like, <laughs> and we get, a, like, a time jump of now it's mm-hmm. your turn, Sir Convey. <laughs> yeah. Something like that. So anyhow. Um, oh, man. I could keep going, but I think we've yeah. covered it. So yeah. we'll see. I – Honestly, I have – I feel like I've said this so much, but, like, I have zero, like, hope for whatever is going to happen in the next episode. Yeah. Um, I don't really have any expectations Because I – yeah, because I don't know what to expect. Like, yeah. even when it's like, well, this tracks with this and this seems like it's headed here. Like, we've been – we've been given so much whiplash. We don't know. Mm-hmm. We don't know. So, anyhow. Um, but, yeah. You'll hear all about it next week. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> we can promise you that. <laughs> for better or for worse. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Anyhow, um, thank you guys for sticking with us for almost two hours. Yeah, if you uh, got through that whole rant, I Dissecting our rant, yeah. Um, we did get a lot of really good home care content this week. So, I mean, yeah, there is that. We're we getting did. all kinds of cuteness from – I mean, the loudness, I'm like – I know. I mean, I know. such a beautiful woman <laughs> making – and then, like, in a story where he's calling her beautiful, the actual caption says, ominum, which is not even a word. And he's like, but sometimes you just have to make up words. So it's like, oh, you need to make up a word for her beauty because mm. – and then he just – on her most recent Instagram post, like, right before we started recording – she posted a picture. Of course, she's gorgeous. And he wrote Aminem with a bunch of flame emojis. Like, it's... Karem. Karem. Should we talk about social media? <laughs> <laughs> and then part of me is like, does he know we can see what he likes? Like, when he likes a tweet, does he know we can see that? Like, I don't know. He only just learned how to reply. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm... It's very possible. Sweet um, old man Karim. I know. It, it's, it endears him even more to me, though. That oh, I just, absolutely. Like, like, it's just 100%. so... 100%. It's 100%. just so adorable. Oh, my gosh. Uh, but, yeah. So, one day, one day, he will reply to my tweet and give me not only his cookie recipe, but agree to come chat with us on one the day. podcast. One day. It has to happen. <laughs> so... Anyhow, so I just wanted to end on that high note because it's been a yeah. very honker-filled week, whether they're just having fun and enjoying being around one another, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. I – it honestly – I was like, okay, this is this is fun. I liked this. So – Yeah. Anyhow, I'm going to watch because they actually subtitled Hyundai's interview. It's actually available with English subs on oh, the, legi- cool. on the like, legitimate YouTube video. It's not like having Ooh, to wait for someone smart to it. people to get mm-hmm. those views. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh my gosh, I want to go watch that because I've seen just like clips and people like I brought up the whole Aisha's Ada thing that was on somebody's like Twitter thread. Yeah. Um, of translation. So I'm like, I want to go watch that now. But nice. Anyhow. So yeah. Anyways, you guys, uh, we'll be back here next week. Um, I will update you two really quickly before we sign off. The Marashla merch that we talked about last week, I think it was. Mm, um, yeah. We ha- we we hit a snag, which I had posted on all of our social medias. It's back up. We fixed the snag. Mm-hmm. Um, we only had to alter one logo and change the wording in some of our descriptions. So, but uh, it's it's up in the store. So if you follow the mm. link to our store that I put in the episode notes every week, you'll see the collections of the different Marashla inspired. Uh, merchandise that we have so i find my my order finally shipped because oh mine too because i placed well i placed a new order once we once i put up the put the designs back up okay i placed a new order because i was like i want to make sure it actually gets through the process before i tell people hey it's safe to order again right (laughs) um so yeah so that's up so if that's something that interests you uh follow the follow the links either in our social media bio or just in the episode notes here, click on our Zazzle store. So, and you'll find Sweet. it. So, everything else, you know the drill. Click, you can follow us all over social media. All that stuff is in the episode notes. So, uh, yeah, until next time. Good shooters. Post a call. Okay.